CDSW wants to hear from you. Go to cdsw.com survey to submit your feedback and be entered to win one of two Slatter Island Discovery Passes. Is the lady of the house at home? Oh. The thing I enjoy most about creative collaborations with women is that we already have a similarity, a same. There is already a connection of shared experiences, though we may not have even met yet. I am a storyteller, and the stories I create are drawn from my own life. So when looking for a team to help me develop these stories, it's nice to have people with me who can relate. People who can draw from their own experiences and shine light on the project and people who don't automatically assume that because I'm female, I only write about periods and being sad about ex-boyfriends. But the most rewarding thing about collaborating with other women is that we build each other up and act as a support system to one another. I want to give other women opportunities and be a strong female role model so that they may flourish and push boundaries farther than I ever could. And in turn, they will do the same for others. Hello and welcome to Yawat She Said, broadcasting on CJSW 90.9 FM from the University of Calgary on Treaty 7 land. I'm your host this month. My name is Georgia Jones. And you've just been listening to Kristen Muncy, who is a program director and producer at NUTV, talking about the importance of collaboration in her own life. Kristen also produced a segment that you're going to hear at the very end of this episode of Yawat She Said with Maeve Kegas who talks about the importance of collaboration for her as a filmmaker. And yes, you've guessed it, the theme for this month's episode of Yeah What She Said is collaboration. And in addition to Kristen and Maeve, I'm also welcoming Wendy Warkola as a new Yeah What She Said contributor. And Wendy presents a segment talking about CLAMP, which is a collaborative collective of manga producers in Japan. But first, I'm really excited to welcome somebody who's a collaborator of my own and a very dear personal friend to Yeah What She Said. Delia Dimitrika is a professor now working in the Netherlands, but we met when we were both doing our PhDs here at the University of Calgary. We met because we found that we had a similar interest, a shared interest, and we started a small research project together. This was over a decade ago, and we've now completed and are set to complete, I guess, our third small research project together. The intersection of our collaboration and our friendship has been something that's been really interesting and rewarding for both of us, and I'm really excited to welcome Delia to Yeah What She Said. I'm an assistant professor in media and communication at Erasmus University in Rotterdam, the Netherlands. So I wanted to ask you, what has this collaboration been like for you? Mm, a big question. Mm-hmm. Well, 
Yeah, I mean, let me just go back about the first time we sat down together and talked about our mutual interest in a possible research topic, because one of the things that has happened with the two of us was that we discovered that we are on the same page. And you're right that we were not friends at that point in time, but the discovery of sharing a certain vision and asking similar type of questions, not the same questions, but similar types of questions uh, and being able to give each other new food for thought. Uh, I think that that was the moment when, for me, we clicked and I knew that I like you and that I want to work with you. And that has been an important part of the process of collaborating together. Because as you will know, both of us probably have to collaborate on a daily basis with different types of people for different types of projects. But I would say that what sets our collaboration apart, our professional collaboration apart from other types of collaboration that we have with other people, is that I really feel comfortable in saying exactly what I want to say, in making certain types of jokes, in uh, asking questions that I'm not certain of without the feeling that I'm going to be judged, but with the knowledge that when you're going to speak up and ask your own questions, they will make me think about the idea or the process in a new light. Um, and I do think that that has to do with the fact that we share some values and some ways of thinking without necessarily agreeing on each and every aspect uh, of those values or those visions. Um, so this is, to me, what sets our collaboration apart. The fact that it's a process where we can build on each other's ideas. We trust that the other person will be able to pick up from where we left and add value and add a new direction or continue the same direction or give it a new twist and in the process make it better. One of the things that I've been thinking about, Dahlia, is this idea of safety. And a big thing for me has been that in order to really challenge myself or dig in and do the difficult work in a collaborative relationship, I need to feel comfortable. I need to feel safe to make mistakes in order to make pro progress. Uh, what do you think about that? Safe, but at the same time, a recognition that the other is an equal. Mm -hmm. Because when I talk to you about our research ideas, I know that you're going to say something that will make me think. I have this confidence that you're going to show me things in a new light. Um, and I do think that it is mutual. And I do think that this is a major component of our collaboration, that trust that I can develop an idea and you can take it and you can give it a new twist. And in that process, you can also capture something that I have not thought about. So you said critical thinking. And yes, indeed, critical thinking has to do, in my mind, with the possibility of seeing things from different perspectives mm -hmm. and being made aware, as you said, in a safe way, that there are other possible perspectives, that there are other ways of looking at things. Um, and that, yes, you can also change your own perspective, but you can also say, well, this is where I agree and this is where I disagree. And these are the limits of my own willingness to change. But because I trust you and because we are in a safe space here and because I trust your judgment and the perspective that you're bringing, I'm going to stay as open as I can. Um, yeah. Hi, I'm Wendy Warcola. 
Broadcasting in Calgary on Treaty 7 land on CJSW 90.9 FM. I'm happy to share a story with you about some amazing women who have been very successful in their creative collaborations. Combining their talents, they have worked together over 30 years to bring the world their amazing art in the form of manga, or comics as they're known as in North America. A team of Japanese women known as Clamp began creating original manga in 1987 and have continued to create meaningful, entertaining, and stunning artwork in their comics ever since. In the mid-1980s, they began as 11 members, creating self-published fan work called Dojinshi in Japan. Since 1993, four members from the original group remained, and together they have created and sold almost 100 million volumes, translated in multiple languages. The four women all have vastly different hobbies, including watching horror movies, playing video games, sewing kimonos, and making stuffed bears, but they all work closely together to create their art. They used to work and even live in the same studio, in cramped quarters in a Tokyo apartment where their desks could barely fit. They would sleep in the narrow spaces next to their desks and keep their few personal belongings in each desk to make it work. Now, they still work in close proximity, but it's in a much larger studio, where they each have their own room and desk to create. Every morning, they have an informal meeting to plan while eating and drinking. Three of the members, Mokona, Tsubaki Nekoi, and Satsuki Igarashi, were all born in Kyoto and attended the same high school, where they all shared a passion for drawing. In their second year of high school, they met Nanase Okawa, who enjoyed writing stories in Osaka. It is challenging for one writer and three artists to work together, but Nanase reckons assistants would actually slow them down, since they would have to explain their own jargon and way of doing things that they've developed over the years. Nanase writes the story, including the dialogue, and Mokona creates a rough storyboard. They all collaborate on character design, but Mokona is chief character designer. They try to adhere to a character profile they create from the start, though the story does change a little with input from everyone. Tsubaki creates the background scenery and helps with finishing touches, while Tsatsuki does the finishing touches and designs the book covers. Of course, there have been arguments over the years, but they stick together, working as each other's assistants and mentors. The four bonded as friends while they were creating fan-based manga by going to amusement parks together and having fun. But they worked together as a team, almost like family, to create some incredibly unique and beautiful comics that have been made into anime and movies. They even created two concurrent manga released at the same time, with one overarching storyline and characters crossing over into each, called Holic and Tsubasa. Their works are popular with male and female audiences, spanning many genres, including science fiction, supernatural, comedy, and fantasy. Currently, they're working on Cardcaptor Sakura, Clear Card, which features a junior high school girl who saves people by capturing and mastering magical cards. She has grown since the original series, Cardcaptor Sakura, published in 1996. My personal favorite, Magic Knight Ray Earth, follows three junior high school students who become the legendary Magic Knights and save the distant land of Sephiro. These, along with many other works created by Clamp, feature relatable and strong female characters who keep us turning the pages. 
We're all looking forward to this formidable team's future collaborations. You're listening to Yeah What She Said on CGSW 90.9 FM. Now, if you've just tuned in to Yeah What She Said this month, our theme is collaboration. And in the final part of my interview or conversation with my collaborator and friend, Delia Dumitrica, Delia is going to talk about different kinds of collaboration and what, what different kinds of collaboration there are what's working for us. And finally, we talk a little bit about gender and collaboration. One of the things that I have been thinking of in terms of the the process of collaboration, and this is something that the two of us are now working together on, is the fact that there are different types of collaborations. And I think that there are forms of collaboration where a task is broken down into elements and each element is assigned to a person of a team and each person of a team is or of a group or of a research group is responsible for developing that element without really benefiting from the things that we have been discussing here, without really benefiting from the process of interaction throughout the life cycle of the development of an idea. Um, because I think that it is something different to be given a task or an element of a task and to be told, you do this part, you write a, re- a, li- a literature review or you think about an argument on this particular uh, um, item or on this particular topic. And then once you've done that, you come with the product and you share it with someone else and you receive feedback. This is not the type of collaboration that the two of us have been doing because the two of us have been involved in collaborating from the beginning of the birth of an idea. Even the birth of an idea has been a collaboration. It has been a dialogue. And an idea was born in the process of talking about something. You referred to the first moment when we started uh, thinking about a common research project in Vancouver, going to a conference, listening a keynote speaker talk about uh, Second Life. That was, you know, the the, the word of the day, the, the online platform of the day um, at that time. And we had lots of questions and we had similar questions and it was in the process of asking each other that we came up with an idea, that we discovered, oh, this is something that both of us are interested in, that I discovered that you had something interesting to say that made me think about it, that probably and hopefully you discovered that what I was offering was also something interesting. And that process continued throughout the development of the idea, the 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 empirical part of the idea, we have decided on doing fieldwork together. We went into Second Life. Uh, and if you remember, we went individually. So each of us took some time walking around in the virtual environment. Then we decided, OK, from now on, we are going to meet in Second Life and then we'll do things together. Um, this whole process has been a process that was dialogical and interactional. And every step that we took was a result of an exchange that we had. This is a different form of collaboration. This is a collaboration where my way of thinking shapes your way of thinking and your way of thinking shapes my way of thinking. It doesn't mean that we become the same individual, as you said. It just means that we are constantly with each other. And when you're not with me and I write or think about our project, I th- I still think of what you would say. So I have you as this voice in the back of my mind. Uh, and that helps me put myself in a position where I can stay open and try to see things from a different perspective. That to me is a different form of collaboration than working in a team where each of us would be given a task and told 
go sort it out and then bring the results and then we will have the interaction. Is is there a gender dimension to this? Like, is there something special about the collaboration between women? Hmm. Okay, well, this is a tough one. Um, do I think that there is a gender dimension? It's easy to stereotype and it's easy to say that, yes, as women, we've been trained to be more caring and maybe the caring part is also what makes us listen to each other uh, and then sets the ground for a different type of, of collaboration. I'm not sure that I truly believe in that stereotype, although I can see that oftentimes that seems to be the case. Now that you made me think about that, my first reaction would be to say it has more to do with whether you are being strategic as a person or whether you're being just yourself, letting yourself see where the idea and the discussion of this idea takes you. Because I want to go back to, to, to this idea that there are different types of collaboration. You can be strategic and you can enter a collaboration because collaboration can make work easier. Because uh, a task that is harder to achieve on your own that takes perhaps three months can be achieved within a week. So in an academic environment where we are pressed to constantly produce, 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 where publications, you have a number of publications that you have to, to, to publish every year, um, where things like citation counts and uh, a number of clicks, whatever, matter, it's easy to see collaboration as an instrument for achieving your own goals. Is this something that is gendered in some ways? Maybe. But my experience living in the Netherlands has taught me that, at least in that setting, it seems to have more to do with a strategic mindset rather than gender. And whether as a woman with a certain education and a certain way of thinking about my role in society, I see myself as strategic or caring, I think that that's a different discussion. But yeah, I am not sure that I would fully agree to the stereotype. I would rather say that when you approach collaboration in a strategic way, hoping to achieve something for yourself, that is finishing up a paper sooner or producing more publications, then the type of collaboration that you will engage in is a superficial form of intellectual exchange. Sorry for being so blunt, but maybe that's how I think about it. I'm not sure about gender, to tell you the truth. But in our relationship, you're the feminist. You're the one who brings in gender. And I'm always the one who has to answer those difficult questions. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I, I feel like I go to my personal experience and I'm not sure whether I can zoom out from that experience to talk about anything bigger. But so when I was... Doing my graduate work, I took two maternity leaves um, from the pro from my from my big project to have um, my two kids, and certainly the first time I found it really difficult to come back to to work, and I felt very lacking in confidence, very unsure of myself, very unsure of whether, and I had really decided at that point that I didn't want to pursue a an academic career of a particular sort and not sure where I would find a place in the world. Um, it was a difficult time and working on our project had given me some confidence. And I feel like that confidence 
held me up to a certain extent and gave me a big boost. Uh, after I had Zelda, after I had my second daughter, and again, my confidence was had been kind of low. I'd have thought about dropping out of the program altogether. But in fact, I think I'd boxed up all my papers at one point and said, OK, this is it. I don't think I'm going to come back after my maternity leave. And after I had Zelda, I suddenly had this bit of a rush of energy and we began work on our second project together. It supported me. It kind of buoyed me through those difficult times. And it gave me, it, like I said, it gave me confidence. It gave me, I knew that because I trusted you, I knew that you would not throw me softballs, that you would also expect good work from me. And so it wasn't just like, I don't know. I felt like I grew I, I grew an awful lot in terms of confidence and it really helped me through the process. And I think there's something to be said for that. I think that certainly and I'm not saying that, you know, men who engage in scholarly work or any kind of work don't experience some of those same uh, struggles. But this was this was something that I was it was 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 really difficult for me. And it, it felt really tied to my identity as a and a woman who is an academic, but also a new mother. And it, our collaboration really helped me to work through that. It was a support for me. And I don't think we can underestimate the importance mm -hmm. of things like what's a support, what's a psychological support for you or what helps you. What were your observations of that time? Do you mm -hmm. remember what it was like to work on those projects at that time when I was taking when I was taking mm -hmm. time out? But I can relate, relate to that uh... Yeah, I, I can relate to that lack of confidence, although for me, it's not necessarily interpreted through the lens of gender or through the lens of an experience that is gendered, because maybe it is. I just have not conceptualized it in this way. I also have and had and continue to have, in spite of everything, a lack of self-confidence, which I have often tied to the demands and the hierarchies within the academic uh, sector. There is something about the whole process of having to write a paper, produce a piece of research, then submit it for peer review just to be told that you have not considered this or you have not considered that or your writing is not strong enough or your ideas are just banal. That has the effect of ruining your self-confidence, right? Um, and one of the benefits of collaboration, of our collaboration, has been that because we are having fun, because we were recognizing each other in these ideas that we were exchanging, but we could also see the ideas themselves changing, the arguments becoming richer, taking on different perspectives, that I grew more confident. I grew more confident that this is a good project. So to some extent, being able to run these things by someone else and together develop an idea, a project, a collaboration was a source of, of confidence. To me, that did not have anything to do with gender, or at least in the sense that I did not perceive it as such. Have I been taught to be less confident in myself because I'm a woman? Those were not things that I rationally asked myself. This is not what I'm thinking of in the afternoon when I have my tea break or my coffee break, right? Uh, could you see them through a gender perspective? Yes. Could you see them from a non-gender perspective and they still make sense? Yes. Yeah, I, as I said, I'm afraid that I do not see things from a gender perspective, oftentimes, but you do, and you have made me aware of that thing. So in a way, this 
truly showcases the nature of collaboration because you made me think of things through the perspective of gender while I have resisted and I have prompted you to think about things from a perspective that is not necessarily linked to gender. Delia, thank you very much. Thank you, Georgia. time to come in and chat about this with me today. My pleasure. Hi, my name is Maeve, and I am a local filmmaker from Calgary and also a communication student at the University of Calgary. I collaborate with women mostly in film uh, and, and in school in general, in film school. In my class, there's 30 of us all together, but there's only about seven women. And so it's it's kind of like we've almost, we always like to stick, we just tend to stick together because we all kind of have this like self-consciousness. There's not a lot of women in this in this program, so it's a, it's a reflection of, of the industry that we're going into. So I think we tend to stick together um, and, and support each other as well, too, in the classroom. Working with women has positively affected the way that I work and, and the way that I create um, and collaborate with other women as well. Um, I often find myself confiding in other women when I'm feeling very insecure, when I'm getting like imposter syndrome on set or during a project when I'm confiding in women for my projects or when I'm working on a project with them, um, there's this, this like sense of solidarity and comfort in that and, and reassurance that like you're not the only person. And in that, I think that makes me a lot more confident that I'm not just like going crazy and that this is like a bigger thing than myself and it happens to a lot of women. There's a lot of solidarity and, and kind of support with the women that I, that I work with and makes me feel less insecure and more, more confident in my work and my abilities as well. Um, in creating certain stories and narratives, I think I feel like a lot of my stories that I've made in the past or in, as like an upcoming filmmaker have been, I guess, narratives around my life and relationships and very like female driven narratives. And I think I can confide in my other women filmmaker friends and collaborators and, and bounce, bounce ideas off of them because it's often that we share similar experiences and, and just slip because we are we go through similar things as women and that's just that's just what it is um so yeah it's also really fun to just collaborate with other women as well well that is almost a wrap on this episode of yeah what she said and we have been talking about collaboration and what a collaboration this episode has turned out to be it is really fantastic to welcome two new contributors to yeah what she said Thank you for your work this month, Kristen Muncy and Wendy Workola. Thank you also to our guests on the show this month. Thank you to Delia Dumitrika and to Maeve Kagas. And we would love to hear what you have to say about collaboration yourselves. Reach out to us on our Facebook page, on Instagram. Let us know what your favorite collaboration has been in your own you know, professional practice, your personal life, your creative practice. Uh, let us know what you thought of the episode. Give us suggestions for future episodes, for themes. Connect. Let's let's continue this conversation. As always, you're going to be able to pick up yeah, what she said online, and you can grab it off the CGSW website, off Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, or Google Play. I've been your host this month. My name is Georgia Jones. And I'm going to take the opportunity to play out this episode of Yeah, What She Said with one of my favorite collaborations. And this is Queen Latifah 
and Moni Love with Ladies First. Those that don't know how to be pros get evicted A woman could bear you, break you, take you Now it's time to rhyme Can you relate to a sister's open up To make you holler and scream Hey yo, let me take it from here, queen Excuse me, but I think I'm about to To get into precisely what I am about to do I'm conversating to the folks who have no whatsoever clue So listen very carefully as I break it down for you Merrily, 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 merrily High to happy overjoyed Please with all the beats and rhymes my sisters have employed Look at me throwing down the sound totally a yes Let me state the position Ladies first, yes, yes Cause when it's time for loving, it's the woman that gets them sworn Stepping, strutting, moving on, rhyming, cutting, and not forgetting We are the ones to give birth to the new generation of prophets Cause it's late I break into a lyrical freestyle Grab the mic, look at the crowd and see smiles Cause they see a woman standing up on her own too Sloppy slouching is something I won't do Something that we can't flow, can't flow. Stereotypes, they got to, go. got to go I'ma mess around and flip the scene into reverse With what? With a little touch of ladies first My mind expands throughout the universe A female rapper with a message to send The Queen Latifah is a perfect specimen My sister, can I get some? Sure, Moni Love, grab the mic and get dumb Yo, praise me not for being simply what I am Born in L-O-N-D-O and sound American You dig exactly where I'm coming from You want righteous rhyming, I'ma give you some To enable you to age yourself and get paid And the material that has no meaning I wish to play Pay me every bit of your attention Like mother, like daughter I would also like to mention I wish for you to... 